Hi guys, welcome to episode 31 of the Man V Fat podcast. So, me and Roman are on a road trip again, aren't we, Rom? Yes, we are. Seems to be doing a lot of putting the miles in at the moment, aren't we? That's it. Uh, and we are on our way to Oxford. We are on our way to the University of Oxford, where we will be um, seeing where your hard-earned money goes. So basically, we are going to go down and we are going to the Pancreatic Cancer Research Centre. I can't wait, Stu. I can't wait for it. Yeah, I'm excited to um, just to speak to like the like big brains down there you know i just i right i've just i don't know if you've got this image right but i've got this image like we're gonna walk in there and it's gonna be like big bang theory with all like scientists and just mega minds just working everywhere and i'm gonna feel dead inferior possibly i don't know about yourself because you're quite a mega mind you see so well yeah i've got a big head <laughs> that's what you mean <laughs> um yeah so we're gonna go down there so basically um the the money that we raised from the Etihad tournament that we had uh, back in the summer um, is going to be uh, used for the uh, going to Pancreatic Cancer UK, which um, is research in pancreatic cancer. We are trying to find the best treatments for it. Um, I don't know a great deal about pancreatic cancer, to be honest. I know that it's probably one of the worst survival rates of any um, any cancer of the 200 varieties that uh, people can get. So that's basically it. And we want to see where the, the our money that we've raised uh, is going to go. So Thrive Tribe, who are the parent company of Man Fat, they are, um, decided that in 2019 they would try and raise £10,000 for pancreatic cancer research we're on about eight so far that includes the money from the etihad tournament uh, and other different things fundraising things that have happened between man v thrive tribe over the last nearly year that sounds brilliant so yeah so we're basically going to go down there we're going to speak to uh, professor o'neill um who is in charge of the research center down there see what kind of work they do um, and where our um, donations are going to go. Right, looking forward to it. So we'll give uh, give everyone a shout when we get down there. And we'll talk about where the uh, where the money's going. Indeed. Hi guys. So we're down here um, in Oxford, and we are here with Professor Eric O'Neill, who is. Uh, works for Pancreatic Cancer UK. Uh, myself and Roman came down today as part of, um, we're invited by Five Tribe who are the parent company of Man V Fat. We had decided uh, at the start of the year that we would try and raise £10,000 for PC UK. Uh, and uh, myself and Roman were invited as guests to come down and look around the labs. And I was chatting with Eric. Eric, how are you? Not too bad. Yeah, it was nice to have everybody here today. So it kind of gives us a little bit of a boost in regards to figuring out why we do what we do. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really, um, we really enjoy ourselves today actually to see a proper um, technical side of, of what you do because, you know, we, the, the side we see is, you know, let's raise money and 
but just it was good to see where that money goes. Well, I think it's important because and we, we do these regularly because I think it's important for people oh, to realise yeah. what you know what's the grand troops spending the money on. You know, what, where does this money go? It's not in a black hole. And also, it's important to kind of remember that we are making progress. I mean, it might not be apparent all the time, but we are making steady progress with the money that is spent. Uh, and sometimes the big stories come out, but actually they are built by multiple small steps. So what's your role here at PCUK? So I run a research lab within the Department of Oncology in, uh, in the university and my role is to teach uh, students uh, about cancer biology uh, but also mentor them. So we also have people that are, have finished their PhDs or in Oxford we call them DPhils so they have to be different. Uh, but they then go on to do what we call postgraduate or post um, uh, postdoctoral work, and these are po postdocs uh, are in the lab, to, uh, almost like apprentices in being able to become future group leaders in pancreatic cancer or in other cancer types. So we've run, we try and get funding uh, from various charities for different uh, things, and and also from the government into research councils for little pots of money to be able to fund a student for four years or a postdoc for two to three years and maybe for some equipment money or to facilitate a project. So my role is really not only mentoring these guys and trying to give them what knowledge I have or trying to get them to tell me what their projects are, are, are doing but also to try and recruit in the money and stay alive you know, so as, as a group. Fantastic. So how important is it to, to, to get these guys on board with what you guys are doing. Um, one of the statistics that you talked about earlier is that the uh, the survival rate of, of, of pancreatic cancer is, is 50%, which is um, one of the, if not the lowest of all well, the cancers out it's, there. It's actually, it depends on which stage you take at. So it can be 50% uh, if it's caught very, very early. But unfortunately, that's a very small number of people actually get diagnosed that early. Really, the survival rate is down in the 5% rate for, of, when you look at it overall. So the important thing is to try and figure out, what we've tried to do is talk to the medics and the clinicians and figure out where can we make a difference with our science. Now we, it's, no, it's all well and good coming up with great science, but then if you're working in the, the area where they've already got treatments, what's the point? So what we're trying to do is figure out the ones where the lowest rates are and where we can really see in 10 years time if we solve this problem we might be able to make a difference in survival because if you look at the survival rates they haven't improved in pancreas over 40 years. Why do you think that is? Because it's, it's, it hasn't been a common tumour. You're starting to see much more focus on tumours that are more prevalent, breast cancer, lung cancer. Um, it's been generally in an older population, so people have, haven't suffered with it for that long. The, the average survival for pancreatic cancer is maybe six months post, uh, on average, post-diagnosis. Um, and you're talking about maybe 8,000 cases per year in the UK, right? whereas you've got much more in the other diseases. Now the other diseases are starting to get increasing cure rate, the lethal, but what I should say, the lethality from pancreatic cancer is almost 100% over, there's a small 5% of people that will actually be cured. But if you have, say, for example, 8,500 patients diagnosed this year, over 8,000 will die this year as well. 
whereas in other cases the survival rates are much better. Uh, why it's, it's bad is because it's very hard to diagnose at earlier stages. It's in, right in the abdomen, it's near your back, it doesn't really cause you any problems as it's growing. It's not like lung cancer where a small lung cancer the size of your fingernail will be treatable or you'll detect it, you'll cough up some blood and you'll know it's there. Uh, it's still, lung cancer is not great, but a small fingernail sized uh, lesion in the pancreas could kill you. Well, will kill you, It's depending on whether it's operable or not. So the problem is, is that you don't cough, you don't have a lump that you can detect, so it grows insidiously there until all of a sudden it starts to obstruct and get in the way, really, of the liver. And once it gets in the way of the liver, then you get jaundice. And that's when you can see liver, like if you ever see somebody with cirrhosis of the liver or liver disease, they go yellow. It's essentially the reason a lot of pancreas is, uh, cancers are diagnosed is because the cancer gets so big, it blocks the liver and causes exactly the same problem. And that really, for that to be the diagnosis is way, way too late. So really what we need to be doing is figuring out, not only, we're trying to figure out the biology, of, of, of pancreatic cancer to figure out how can we determine those early warning signs. But it's so infrequent that we need to figure out other ways of being able to find out the symptoms. And there are symptoms. Um, there are um, uh, ways that GPs are trying to develop new tools to be able to use computers and uh, to be able to figure out whether somebody might have their symptoms might, might, might link to a pancreatic cancer. So we're working with all these teams to try and do that. That was the impression, one of the impressions that I got from today was the collaboration between, obviously, yourselves. Um, we, we'd, we'd spoke to uh, a couple of your students yeah, yeah. over in the surgical yeah. department. Um, how to, to get the, the kind of research to make this less, um, I want to say less dangerous, obviously, it's, you know, to improve the survival rates around pancreatic cancer. What do you think has to continue? Obviously funding is one of them. Well funding, yeah, funding's a given. You know, really without funding we can't do very much. Uh, we can get, and really what we have to fund is invest in the future. What we've got to do is to fund studentships and these uh, uh, training positions so that the next generation of people come up with new ideas and new things and push things forward. So that's a given. But really the direction of what we research on is changing. So we have a lot of clinical uh, research that is really focused on trying to improve survival of patients that have these uh, uh, debilitating tumours, trying to look at new combinations and anything new that's out there that we can throw at this disease. Right? But you're really throwing, you know, throwing everything at it. But what we're trying to do is say, well, okay, well, let's. What we really need to do is is identify smaller tumors earlier. So if we want to get them before they cause jaundice, so we can actually, if they're smaller, a lot easier to cut out, and uh, and that's where we really want to get to. Can you cut the thing out and get rid of it? Now, in order to do that, we need to figure out what are the symptoms that are not jaundice, and that's where it's really hard because. They're not what are called nondescript symptoms. So, for example, as I explained this to you guys earlier, is that if a GP is trying to identify pancreatic cancer, it's very difficult to. So, the problem is, is that it might be back pain, undiagnosed back pain. People present, but 10 people a day are presenting with back pain. A GP, on average, would see maybe one pancreatic cancer 
patient every three years. So you do the maths of how difficult it is for a GP to identify that. So, so we need to be able to help and work with GPs. But what we can do, and what is good, is that if we have a somebody else in our family has had pancreatic cancer, then that increases our risk. If somebody in our, um, if that person is overweight and smoking and has a family risk of pancreatic cancer, then all of a sudden they start to get a little bit more concerned. Now, if they come with undiagnosed back pain, okay, but they have to come three, four times in a year, and if they start to lose weight rapidly, and then you can start to get a little bit more warning signs. So what we need to be able to do, be in a position for that GP to be able to say, we're concerned, can we have the tests to be able to see, should we start to think about this as potentially pancreatic cancer? So that's where the two meet. And the one beauty of Oxford is, is that there's a, a whole department for GPs here. There's a, 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 a surgical unit. So we try and be the bridge between those. And that's where the funding of trainees is really good because I can have my trainees that are doing what I do in the lab, the GP can have their trainees doing what they're doing in the lab, but a lot of the projects that are shared between those expertise give that person the benefit of both and then takes us in a new direction. Yeah. Wow, that's fantastic, it really is. Uh, incredible work that you do down here uh, and I think testament to to PC UK. Well, well I, I would like to say, well, what we were saying is that thanks for coming because it, it helps maintain our focus and enthusiasm. It helps the students be able to, to describe what they're doing. And we can't do anything without the money that you guys are raising. You know, so, I mean, this all really helps. Fantastic. So, thanks thanks for much. talking to us, to us today. Yeah, thanks Thank very, you much, very much, guys. Best of luck. Thank you very much. Thank you. We're back, guys. Um, back, in, some, back in the van. Back in the van on the way back uh, from Oxford, having been and spoke to the guys down at the CP PC UK even um, what a fantastic day Rob just an art like so you don't know I, I didn't know what I was work, walking into and then as soon as um, you just walk past the office buildings and things like that it's like wow this is unreal yeah the, that, that sense of where we were today is like at the forefront of the cutting edge of cancer research um, and the, the, the guys who work there, like um, Professor O'Neill said, you know, are at the forefront of, of research into what is, I mean, cancer's bad enough, any form of cancer, but pancreatic cancer, the survival rates uh, and, and the, the lack of early detection is just unreal that this disease takes so many lives per year. I, I didn't realise, so... Just to give you an idea of what we've just been through, guys. So we got taken into this room with a few other members of the public, what we say? Yeah. Um, and um, Dr O'Neill took us, or Professor O'Neill, sorry, um, did a PowerPoint presentation along with his other two researchers um, about the effects of what they're doing and about how uh, pancreatic cancer um, affects the body, it affects, affects the pancreas stage one stage two is very hard to detect until stage three i think it's when you get to jaundice yeah when the 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 the, the, the main way that pancreatic cancer uh, as that's when he said it gets detected is, is is through the jaundice um when the jaundice is there it's too late yeah which is it's absolutely heartbreaking to think that when the the actual you know effects of 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 having pancreatic cancer um, 
are visible on the body, then by the time then it, it's 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 too late um, to survive such a horrible, horrible disease. Um, they're doing incredible work there, and our money is very, very well spent. Um, you you know the money that we raise is really well spent down there. Um, it was a bit surreal, wasn't it? Like we said, we didn't really know what to expect, and you walk into a lab and. As I turned, at one point I turned to Roman and was like, every zombie movie I've ever seen starts in this lab <laughs> with somebody doing some research that they shouldn't be. Um, I'd never been in a lab before since maybe school and then I didn't really spend much time in them labs, if I'm honest. Um, but yeah, the work that the, those guys are doing, um, some of the biggest brains, you know, it's Oxford University. Did you feel a bit like, stand out like a sore film? I felt like I didn't belong there. Yeah. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, I felt like I didn't, that, you know, that it was just, I, I wasn't good enough to even walk through the threshold well, of that it building. Was, we were in a bit of awe, weren't we? We were there. Yeah. Um, at these guys who, who were doing incredible, credible research. And a lot of them, when we were talking to a few of the guys who were, who were on the team, a lot of them were through, because they'd had experience with pancreatic cancer, through losing, losing loved ones. Um, and that's why they went into that field of study. Yeah. The uh, but so I like the way that they kind of work together. So if you so guys who's listening, um, if you imagine the scientists don't just go to the lab and then work on you know the the the, the, the test for the day, what they do is communicate with other departments to make sure that they are continuing down that correct route of how to. Um, you know, fight, fight, fight pancreatic cancer. For the reason is, so they, they, they will speak with the scientists, will speak with the clinicians, is what, yeah. they, what they said, um, to make sure that, you know, they're working together in harmony to create what, what's best for them, and also in sight of what a GP would then look to when they're diagnosing uh, something, or, you know, the, or the early signs for it. So, and I think with, with, with that chat kind of really shone for me, where what was the research was being taken under in, in such a, an avenue that was working well and where our money was being well spent. And the other thing I noticed was as we were walking around the, the labs, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put my jaw back in my, my mouth because there's a lot of, a lot of the technology there was jaw dropping in and, and, and immense. There's the length of the research that they go to as well as you know communicating with other, other, other um, Departments. departments. We walked past this one guy who sat down at his computer, Professor O'Neill, said to um, the group, the tour group, he said, that that guy is sat down there and he's creating a machine, a microscope, to um, to look at um, cells in a different light, in a different way. And that to me says, like, it's not just about one test to another test, it's going from the bare bones of what equipment is being used to try and see everything in a different light or maybe maybe find that something that's unique or, or it's missing that could be connective to the, the research. And yeah, that, that, like, like Dr O'Neill said, it, it it was a case of it's that cutting edge, this kind of research, um, that they're having to create machines to, like you say, they put don't... markers on, on, on certain... Um, 
certain cells to be able to detect them as early as possible. There was one point, and I was absolutely amazed by this, and I know I could see you look across the room at me, Roman. Uh, Dr. O'Neill said that they're actually using AI, artificial intelligence, yeah. um, to, de to develop an algorithm and a program that when a GP puts symptoms in over a period of time of somebody, that this program will automatically flag up um, that they should do a test for pancreatic cancer. Yeah. Because the symptoms uh, at the very early stages are so few and far between and, and don't seem to be anything major. But when we when he said when you add them all together, um, it's possible that you know it could be pancreatic cancer. So they were developing AI to, to do that. That's how cutting edge this kind of research was. Because he said that you know we're we're at the, the the level now where you can tell a computer what to do and it gives you back that data, but he wants the computer to tell us what to do, as opposed to you know keep inputting to a, to the to the intelligence, the artificial intelligence. Um, and that's scary, but then he did make a comment about, you know, and that's when it kind of takes over and <laughs> wipes us off the face of the earth. Like, yeah. So that could be expected. I told you, it always starts in the lab, and apocalypse always starts well, in the lab. Well, yes, yeah, yeah, that's true. It always starts in the lab. But they, yeah, they, those guys are doing absolutely incredible work. Uh, and we just wanted to do this podcast today just to let you guys know what, that when we, we are raising money for... You know, we did do the, the, the big Etihad tournament and we did raise a lot of money for that. Uh, and the, the, you know, the nearly 10 grand, hopefully by the end of the year, the £10,000 that we will we will raise as a company, Thrive Tribe, um, it's going to really good use. Um, yeah, that was it really. So that was a really, really good trip. Thanks for listening, guys. If anybody's, you know, you can get on to... Uh, can, uh, can pancreatic Cancer UK search them if you want to find out more about it and more about their research uh, and we'll speak to you soon